Welcome to Why Though. We're your hosts, Tiffany Bloom and Ashley Abercrombie. We land somewhere in between Mother Teresa and Biggie Smalls, and we're just wondering, why though? We all have questions, from our existential crisis curiosities to our, hey girl, why your eyebrows look so good though? And we want to tackle all of those questions with you. Welcome back to Why Though. We are so glad you decided to join us for this episode. And this one is for all of us, not just the single ladies. Now, we know you already read the title. We know you know why dating (laughs) is crazy as heck, though. But there's something for all of us to learn about men and women, particularly women for today's episode, who are in the dating scene. And no matter what age, no matter where you live, there is... There's something to learn and there's something to know and there's something to be encouraged by. So we're excited to share why dating is crazy as heck though. Ashley, (laughs) tell us about why dating is crazy as heck though. Oh my gosh. Well, dating is crazy as heck though because people are people and it's scary out there. (laughs) I mean, before we dive into why we think it's crazy as heck, because based on most of what we will share today is based on information we have from people that we love, that we care about, people that we've heard from, women that are reaching out to us about this specific topic. But before we dive into that, Tiffany, maybe we should let them know how we started dating our husbands. Oh, I mean, okay. you're gonna you're gonna shoot yourself in the foot with this one. One hundred percent. No, I'm gonna shoot myself in the foot in more ways than one. You just yeah. wait. My husband. I'm gonna make this short because I don't come out looking pretty. Um, my. <laughs> My husband uh, pursued me, started asking me out when we were in a Bible study, in a young adult, in a 20s, 30s Bible study. And I was not interested. And he would ask, like, hey, maybe we should go grab a coffee sometime. I was like, yeah, never. No. (laughs) And he would say, say, oh, why? And I'm like, yeah, I'm just not interested. Just came out of a really painful breakup, and I'm just not not interested. And so he's like, I'll wait. So a month would go by, and then he would ask again. And I'd be like, yeah, still no. I'll wait. And then by month three, I said, all right, kid. Well, I don't want to go on a date with you, but we can, like, take a walk. That's that's as good as I can get. That's amazing. No coffee, no dinner, a walk. A walk, right? (laughs) I'm like, I'm not going to eat with you. Um, <laughs> Eating is sacred to me. Why would I, know. I eat with Why would you? I share that? Um, and he said in reply, Ashley, he said, well, I know you like to rock climb. And I researched the nearest place and got some gear. So I thought we oh, could go rock climbing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good for him. So we went rock climbing and out to pizza and we took a walk around. You did eat with him. I ate with him. He was paying for the pizza. And we... <laughs> We took a walk around Capitol Lake, which in Washington State is the lake around that surrounds the Capitol building. And it's beautiful, and um, our Capitol grounds are just stunning. And we ended up getting married on the Capitol grounds as well. Mm. So it was our first date, and um, and where we said I do. So it was a really sweet, sweet time, but definitely a lot to work through as just coming out of a a serious relationship where I moved abroad for somebody. So, yeah, dating's been a painful thing now that we bring this up. Yes. (laughs) No, but for real. 
yeah. Oh, man. I know. Just I'm just going to go ahead and apologize at the beginning when I said we're excited to talk about why dating right. is crazy. I, I heard Ashley through the microphone her smirking at me. I just know in my heart. <laughs> I think what we're most excited about is to let you know that you're not alone in all this crazy, listener. That's what we want you to know, that it's crazy, not just for you, but for so many people. You know, um, dating for me, too, has always been kind of weird. Like, I started dating in high school. I don't know if anybody else, like, when your parents finally allow that to happen or if, if that was, if your parents were even involved at all. But I started dating in high school. Lots of people I shouldn't have been dating <laughs> a few good ones but mostly not hold on what was your and type college I need to was know just... hold on back it up oh what my gosh you know what I didn't I didn't really have a type to be honest like everybody that I date if you were to line them up they all looked completely different oh. they had different jobs they had different I'm you sorry know. jobs were we, while you were in high school they were yeah girl because I was working okay gentleman. I needed a working man okay because I was working all right <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I didn't really have a type. I liked kindness, you know, um, and then they turned out a few of them just weren't kind, you know, the putting mm. up the front for a bit, which I Snap. didn't know until six months in. And then you're like, well, should I keep <gasps> dating you? Because now I kind of like six you. And months. then you just stay too long in relationships. I don't know if anyone out there can relate That's to a that. Word. That's <sighs> a word right there. Yeah, and then college was crazy, and then when I decided to, you know, start walking with God again when I was 21, then I didn't date for seven years, literally. Um, And most of that was because I really wanted to date a Christian, and no one in the church ever asked me out. I mean, not a single person. I would get asked out at the grocery store. I would get asked out at the gym. I would get asked out basically everywhere else I went, but no one in the entire church asked me on a date for seven years. Okay, Ashley, I need to stop you right there because there are listeners uh-huh. all over the world who are shaking their white hanky <laughs> yes, and smacking the dashboard in their car yes. because they're like, yes, girl, yes, you are speaking to me. That uh-huh. is my story too. Yep. Oh. Sister, take a lap. I'm, I understand exactly what you're <laughs> feeling. <laughs> and so then when this dude finally did ask me out, um, he, I said yes because I was like, well, no one's ever asked me out. He seems decently competent, so I'm going to go out with him. And then, you know, same thing six months in, I realized, first of all, this dude is a punk. Like, he mm. is a punk. And not only was he a punk, I thought, like, I don't even think this guy's a Christian. I think I would have done better with somebody from the gym, you know, um, and stayed in that relationship probably about six months longer and then at the end of it you know utterly heartbroken feeling like what am I even going to do how is this even possible God like I don't think there's anybody out there who's safe like is there Mm. any man out there like there must be some unicorn that women keep writing about like what the heck is happening and by then I'm like I'm close to my 30s um, which I know some of you listening uh, probably dear friends of mine you know are are further in your um, 30s thinking about this but I was close to my 30s and thinking like man I thought by now I'd already have children I thought for sure I'd have met the person that I want to marry and here I am dating this guy in church and I thought he was a great guy he's like serving and he's doing all the right things but he is a total jerk Um, and I remember I had called him to get some help because my car at the time like my oil, oil pan had busted and I called him he lived about five minutes away from where it had busted and he had to get up really early the next morning for work and this fool says to me girl this fool says I'm nervous. Ashley you know I gotta get up early and I was like oh my god you got to be kidding me and I started I like flash forward in my mind as as most women do and started thinking about 10 years down the track and I'm like what if I'm sitting here in my minivan which is problem number one because <laughs> Why do I have a minivan with this full? Okay, I don't want a minivan. I'm not anti-minivans for you. I'm anti-minivans for me. 
And then I was like, and I have my kids in the back and we call him and he says, oh, I'm sorry, I just can't because I got to get up early. Like, are you kidding me? So it was such yeah. a wake up call for me among many other things. And we ended up breaking up. And at the end of that relationship, I was like, God, you know what? There's no tangible evidence in this whole church of like 3000 people that there is anybody <laughs> that you have for me. You know, like there's no tangible evidence that there's a guy out there that would be worth dating. There's no tangible evidence that there's a guy out there who's actually saved. I mean, I was really on one. Mm. Um, and then just, I felt the Lord speak to me about trust and I felt the Lord speak to me about faith. And, and a friend of mine at the time um, who had had a mentor say to her, you know what, God only needs one. You don't need like a lineup of men. You need one like that God has for you. And it gave me the courage to trust and hang on to faith that it might be possible. Um, so a couple years later, God's like had restored my heart, had done a great work in me and, and was continuing to, to lead me. Um, and that's kind of where Cody and I's life intersected in our early 30s. Um, and I was one of the choir directors at my church at the time, and he joined our choir from the dance team. Yes, I said dance team because he was doing hip hop dancing. I understand if we need to put a video in the show notes. <laughs> oh, we our have listeners one. Deserve... He's in a Santa suit doing crumping, so oh, I'm I've, very I've seen, happy I've, to share. I've reposted that every Christmas since <laughs> I've discovered it, actually. It's so good. So yeah, we slowly but surely started dating. And same thing as, with, as you with Derek. <laughs> I didn't see him coming, and I, he wasn't really the type that I was looking for. And I don't even really know what I was looking for, which is ultimately Same. the point is that I thought I knew what I needed and I thought I knew what I wanted. And God was mm. like, you actually don't. So why yes, don't you girl. let me lead your life? And why don't you let me bring someone who loves me into your life and someone who is kind and who serves others and has a heart of mercy, you know? Mm. And so finally started to really see like Carrie, Cody's character and through that process, you know, um, we were friends for about a year. And then we dated for about a year, and we had a three-month engagement and got married in our early Three days. months? So, How did yeah. I miss that? We always tell people, do a very short engagement. Like, oh. you want to get busy, right? Like, right. I ain't got time to play around. The, the fire's best. hot. So hot on hot is hot. Let's just yeah. get it started. I, I, think the, I think the greatest regret I have is a seven-month engagement. Yes, it's too long. Greatest regret. I mean, if I could turn back time. I got stomach ulcers yes. during that time. I bet I you did. And then so you're thinking about a wedding for seven months. Yeah. Yep. which is so awful. It was pretty <laughs> terrible. Mm -hmm. You want to know what? I just, I know this person is listening. One of my dearest friends, she was the maid of honor in my wedding. Her name is Lucy Stone. She's English. And I had to wait for her to finish up school at university to be able to fly over and stand next to me. And I literally oh. put off my wedding. Oh, so that girl could come stand by me. Shoot. You're Shoot. a good friend and she's a good friend because she came. Mm. from across the pond she did i just need to we um <laughs> you you gave us so many words and i just i was so ministered to by that and even just being able to look back at my story and kind of i've always had some question marks i feel like you even just answered him right there of seeing how you know he the person that i did choose to spend the rest of my life with isn't anything i thought i would pick and yeah. that's okay totally in fact my therapist says if you don't vomit in your mouth a little when you see him go hmm. on another date and wow. if you still don't vomit or you know check up your meal go on another date <laughs> you don't have to like him but you just got to give it a chance yeah you got to give it a chance and i think that there's room for that and i also just want to say you not only 
uh, told us all your dirty laundry about your ex, but also threw a I minivan did. under the bus in the process. I did. And look, y'all, I have so many friends with minivans. I'm not hating on it. They make more sense. You know, like a toddler, you open that door, a toddler just crawls right in. But I'm just like, I need an SUV. That's what we drive. It's okay, like three bench deep. Like Three that's, bench deep. Plus, we're huge, guys. Yes, like, I'm six foot two. Come on. I can't even fit in a minivan. I need yeah. the whole front seat, you know? <laughs> I remember I had this in a rental car. I had to sit behind you one time about like yeah. eight years ago. And I was like, she's going to crush me. Yeah, she's for gonna, sure. Because you needed it all the way back the entire for your thing. legs. Yes, absolutely. And you were driving with your knee. I yes, was terrified. I'm sorry about that. I don't do and it anymore, And you were going guys, 79 in, in a 70. I remember this so vividly. I remember thinking, <laughs> did I, I was like, did I rent this car in my name? And I let her drive. Like, I was, anyway, Sorry. I just I want our listeners to know, for those who do have minivans, <laughs> we don't discriminate. Oh, we're not hating at all. It's just my personal preference. Yeah, they're just... Is yeah. no man. But I love them. They're, they're cool. They got video cameras, and they do stuff automatically. Okay, like you know, impressive. like, almost every car has a video camera now. It's like do a they? thing. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's well, like a thing. Who knew? Does your car have a backup cam? Yeah, it does. Oh, well, there you go. It does. Oh, you, did you mean, like, a like DVD player? Seats. Yeah, yeah, that's a... <laughs> yes, yes, not a video England Scotland driving moment oh, all over again. Why would you bring that up, <laughs> listeners? If you need to understand a little more about Ashley's geography, go to the early days of why though. Oh God, help and us. you will discover so much. All right, <clears throat> back to the matter at hand. I'm so sorry. Dang. I just needed to pull up a few things out of your conversation that really stuck out to me. Yeah, I think for me, I grew up in a purity culture that very much uh, put dating in such a negative light that mm. it's just going to happen. One day you're going to meet somebody and you're going to get married. Mm. You know? And if you flirt, if you go on dates, even if you do the most innocent thing as go out to a coffee with somebody of the opposite sex, you were a harlot and you were, it was wow. as bad as if you were sleeping around. I'm, I'm being serious wow. now. I know for those I've of you who are I've heard this from other women. Like purity culture is a real like detriment to so many people. Yeah. yeah. It's rather oppressive. And even, you know, if a man hugs you too tight, it's your fault because mm. you had a larger chest that they wanted. I mean, everything. You were always so self-conscious of your body, of who you talked to, if you talked too long to them. Um, it really it really did a lot of a lot of damage in the name of God. Yeah. In fact, um, the most popular book um, about purity culture is called I Kiss Dating Goodbye by Joshua yes. Harris. He wrote it when he was 22. Which and so you know many, nothing at that age, you know nothing. Like, Why did you get honest, a book deal about and it sold dating? millions like, and on. millions of I copies? Know, I know, yeah, <sighs> it's it not ideal. But he was also a little backstory on him. He was homeschooled growing up, and he was this good-looking guy who had a very charismatic demeanor, and of course, he should be the representation of or representative of the purity culture mm. look how cool we look right look how charismatic we look and now as a grown man he's right. renounced um his work and has demanded it stop being printed because even now yes. it's still it was been selling copies for i mean i remember i remember that thing was dog-eared and highlighted in multiple places wow and, you read it oh yeah oh my cool. gosh oh, yeah. oh, oh wow yeah. okay but it really just shamed dating and i remember mm. when henry when henry cloud I think it was Townsend and Cloud actually came out with boundaries and dating. That yes. was like, oh, how best. dare they? No, oh, it was how no dare way. they? Oh, yeah, oh, girl. Gosh. Yeah, girl. Yeah, girl. What? It was how dare they? Like dating is not is not acceptable in wow. this Christian context. So 
I had this, um, and, and that was part of the, the greater church culture that I was a part of, but also my own narrative and my playing on repeat in my head. Mm. Um, and, uh, and I, I really was also in a, in a culture that unless everyone else around you, mentors and, um, coaches and, you know, youth leaders or, or, you know, mentors when you were in your twenties or thirties, whatever, unless they approved of who you were dating because of who they knew you were going to be coming, which I think that there's some good to that. But for example, um, not a lot of people were rooting for Derek and Mm. it crushed him that he was falling in love and he was having all these voices whisper into his ear that this is not this is not the girl for you. She's going places or she's going to, she has these and these and these dreams. You don't, wow. you're a teacher. He was a fourth grade teacher at the time. And he said, I am serving people. I do love people. And when you said earlier about Gosh. this person's a uh, man of mercy and generous and yeah. um, going out of his way to serve, I'm, that is the definition of my husband. It definition. so is. Yeah. And so just thinking how, if I would have listened to those voices in that culture, I was, that wasn't, there, again, I want to say there's so much good in that season and so much good in, from those people. But that was very confusing for me because then I felt like a dirty girl for going against mm. their instructions. Yep. So there's there's a lot to that. My gosh, I so relate to you on multiple levels. Um, I didn't grow up in the purity culture because my church experience was more kind of Sunday oriented. And we didn't have like a youth ministry or anything. So I never really learned the purity culture. But I feel like in just living in the world as a woman, you know, in rape culture all around us, we're taught Mm -hmm. that if anybody lust after us, it's our fault. Like we should wear something differently. We should cover ourselves up more. Why do we have shorts on? Why does our hair look so pretty? You shouldn't be wearing red lipstick. Like, I mean, I could go on and on and on for days and I feel Mm -hmm. like purity culture or this sort of moral hierarchy culture, um, you know, is used to control and manipulate women. On the flip side, like um, I did have a strong moral stance about not having sex before marriage, even though I did. Um, But I I originally had a a very strong stance about that. And part of it, I think, was used. I used it to protect myself, even not dating Mm. for seven years. Like just, no, I can't date a guy outside the church. I can't date a a guy who's at the gym. Like I don't even know what his faith is. Like we've never even gone out or had a coffee or a conversation. But part of that, I think I used to protect myself. So I didn't want to be vulnerable and didn't want to put myself out there and that sort of moral hierarchy or that moral ground that I stood on allowed me to like shield myself if you will Um, Mm -hmm. and then another thing I related to with what you said is um, just like the people around you having to sign off on everything, which is so, um, I think that's pretty particular to the Christian faith. I mean, I recognize in some communities, you know, you have strong family members who want to sign off Mm -hmm. on stuff, but it's not so high pressure as Christianity. Sometimes Christianity feels like, oh my gosh, well, you know, after the first coffee date, everybody needs to be filled in and everyone has to weigh in and everybody has to give their approval or we should not, you know, have a second or third date. And it's so high pressure, high stakes, and it's unnecessary. Um, And I think it actually leads people to shame and sin more than Mm -hmm. it does, you know, freedom and the the capacity to choose. But we have a God who supports free will. That is like how he set it up, you know, for us to be able to choose our way. And so I I related to what you said there, and that did a lot of damage to me. And I've had to 
um, you know, over the last like 10 years really come out of that and be like, what do God, what do you want for my life? And what is my Mm -hmm. choice here? And if I make a mistake, you'll help me. Like, it's okay. So I appreciate you sharing that. And I know it's, I know a lot of listeners are relating on this purity culture or rape culture, moral high ground culture situation we're all dealing with as women. And, and before we move on, I just want to say if you grew up in that culture or you've been, um, humiliated by whether it's purity culture or this as she said moral high ground culture where women are less they asked for it by the way they're dressing or what have you um we just believe that that's not true we pray that you would shed those lies and claim the truth that you are beloved who you are is enough yes you are not the sum of your body parts you are smart intelligent um you're a force for good on the earth yeah come on and and that is that does not define you moving on Let's talk about dating in the here and now in this digital age. Mm-hmm. Well, we live, you know, obviously in New York City. If you're if you're new, um, you may not know that, but we live in New York City, and my husband and I um, are part of a faith community, and so many singles are in that faith community. And so here, we fully support and believe in um, online digital dating, mostly because even in, in all the churches, you know, it tends to be like one male to every three to five women, depending on where you live. But most urban cities, that's just true in the city, but it's also very true in the church. And so mm-hmm. we're super supportive of people dating digitally, of finding a way to date. We know we're not supportive of sort of the tender culture that would, you know, reduce a woman down to her body parts, just like Tiffany just said. Hookup culture. Yeah, Hookup culture. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. We are not supportive of that, but we were so very supportive of finding ways to meet people. And, but it is crazy. Like the dates that I hear about and the the things my friends deal with I'm like what he did mm-hmm. what he said what are mm-hmm. you crazy you know and mm-hmm. it can be really hard to to stick to your convictions um and 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 to not feel terrible about yourself <laughs> and some women do it really well and some some women are really learning on the journey but I just it's very difficult to meet good people and to be in situations where you can meet a man um, who shares your values and convictions um so yeah digital dating is difficult Absolutely. So much I love about it too, but it's different. Yeah. And I think even as dating in this time and age, just addressing those myths that there's only one person in the world and you have to magically meet them and God's going to set up this meet cute like in a movie. And you know what? All the rom-coms have maybe done us a disservice in this that we're going to bump into him and he's walking his dog and helps the elderly like that might not be how it happens in real life that's right and then i think also just setting guidelines like you said okay what who am i what where am i what kind of situations am i going to allow myself to be in yeah right i once heard someone say if you're uh, (laughs) a if your heart starts to race maybe just take a step back (laughs) yeah you know before you get yourself in a situation where you are just eroding your conscience um and then I think there's even just this myth that we, oh, we just, we just got to be friends first. I think right. even that, like like you said, as we encourage, and I, I do as well, encourage in this digital world, whether it's whatever app you use. I mean, we're not endorsing any one app or anything like that. No. But this is not an, a, a subtle ad, you guys. Not a yeah. subtle ad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but dating is okay. And yes, actually, even though it. I talked about how it was dogged on growing up, but the book I even recommended, Boundaries and Dating, was incredible. When I did it start to incredible. date, it was like, oh yes. my gosh. Again, and I have girlfriends even now that just feel so um, dirty dating, dating because of this this culture. And so, and like, oh, well, what's going to happen? Or what are they going to say to me? And you know what? There's some bad apples. 
there are just some bad apples, right, Ashley? Yep, there are. It's going to happen. But I think that um, as a single woman, you don't have to uh, live by all of these expectations people put on you. In fact, one Why the Listener, um, I'm going to read it to you here, Ashley. It's so powerful. And she talked about just the expectations. She says, Hmm. I guess it's my job while I'm dating to hold my head high, climb the corporate ladder in the name of feminism, travel and take advantage of my quote unquote freedom, live a life of luxury that those who are married with children cannot due to time and financial restraints. Hmm. In the church, you expect me to have free time to watch your kids, serving in multiple areas, obviously the kids ministry. Hmm. I should be the one delivering meals. I should be the role model because I'm single and love Jesus for all these high school girls. But at the same time, I'm supposed to be fiercely independent, not asking anyone for help. If I need my fence fixed, I'll just pay somebody to come and do it, or they can mow my lawn. I need to buy my own house and car, do it all my way. And then on the flip side, I do want to be married. I do want to share my life with somebody. Yet sometimes I feel like I get friend zoned. I end up at drinking whiskey and barbecuing with the dudes. And Mm. I'm good at that. I'm good at holding my own and I'm good at hanging out with them. But it doesn't negate the desire Um, to be in a relationship with a man. She says, I'm a conversationalist and can keep up with the topics. I like watching sports and don't get faint when when talking about injuries. Somehow (laughs) this seems to make me less feminine or desirable. Why do I feel like one of the guys? They're asking out all their friends. Am I just in so they can get to the girls? Maybe I should act more impressed. Maybe I should be more flirtatious. Not sure. (laughs) She says, but I am only flirtatious with old men. So there's that. (laughs) That is hysterical. Yeah, oh my and gosh, and so powerful for her to just share so vulnerably her thoughts. Yeah. Thank you, Kristen, for sharing that with us. Yes, thank you, Kristen. And uh, I would just say in this uh, climate of dating, it, you're learning. It, it's okay to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. It's okay to, and I don't mean intentionally making those mistakes, but I mean remembering that there's grace. There's grace for your season. There's grace yes. for your time. And yes. as a woman of faith and conviction and truth, yeah. um, never demean yourself Come on. to make anyone else feel superior to feel like they have a place never quiet your voice and um ashley i'm going to give a little shout out ashley has a book coming out in the fall which we will tell you all about as time draws near but i am reading an advanced copy right now yeah you are and um she details in great length her dating relationship and how she had to um come to grips with dating somebody who is different than her and from texas and how she realized i'm never gonna stop being me so this can work. Yeah. I am never yeah. going to stop being a woman of conviction, yep. a woman who speaks her mind, who raises her voice, who cares for the things that matter, whether yeah. they appear glamorous or feminine or not. I'm going to be me. And if he wants on board, that's okay. We can we can talk about that. We can make room for that. But I'm not going to be me. That was one of the biggest things I walked away with from the chapter in which hmm. you talked about your relationship with Cody. And so, dear listener, we pray that you would be you. Dating is crazy as heck, though. Yes. But would you be you? We are rooting you on. Yes. We're rooting you on. Why? Yes. Because you deserve love. Yes. You deserve companionship. Yep. You deserve to share your life with somebody this side of heaven. Any yes. last thoughts, Ashley? Yes. I just like want to continue. I echo everything that Tiffany just said and just holding true to your value, to the woman mm-hmm. that God created you to be, that you don't have to give in to anybody's desires, anybody's wishes. You were not created to please another person. You were not created for their good pleasure. You were created for God's good pleasure, and he would not use you or abuse you or abandon you or reject you. And so I think just continuing to know your value. And then as Tiffany and I just bring this to a close, we wanted to share... Um, 
um, some resources with a with you yes. from a very good friend, um, Kat Harris. She has the Refined Woman podcast, which we'd recommend to you. And she has so many free resources about dating. She's in her 30s. And in New York City, she is an active dater. She believes in digital apps. And we just want to point you to her because she talks about how to embrace your sexuality as a single person. She talks about being able to date in this world, how to flirt with people <laughs> so that you can feel like you're present, how to get over some of the fears just surrounding dating, how to go out and meet people with conviction and stay true to your convictions. And so we're going to put some of her resources in the show notes for you because we want you guys to be out there, to be doing your thing, but also to recognize the confident, strong, beautiful woman that you are and that you were created to be. And um, we love you guys. We know dating is crazy as heck, but we so believe in you and in the mission and what you were created to do on this earth. Yes, yes, yes. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, listeners. Remember to subscribe and comment. It helps others to find the show. To learn more about Tiffany's writing, speaking, or books, visit tiffanybloom.com. To learn more about Ashley's writing, speaking, or books, visit ashabercrombie.org. See you next week.